Hey everybody, welcome to the Pals Podcast. This is our first ever episode, and this week we discuss New Year's resolutions, past traveling, and life experiences. Give it a listen and let us know what you think. Hey, pal. Hey, pal. <laughs> oh, that was kind of loud. I think I spiked it a little bit. Um, right. What's up, buddy? I will, you know what? Let's start off by saying that I'm very fired up we're doing this. Yeah. It's a uh, new year, new us. <laughs> new no, us. I haven't, same heard that, us. I haven't heard that same one before. Same us. I haven't but, heard that um, one. No, I'm really happy we're doing this. We've always had so many ideas and so many plans. And besides our vacation ideas, we haven't really followed through on many of them. I'm so the king of that. I think this is a big step for us. You know, new year, new resolutions doing something that we've never done before stepping out of our comfort zone i think we're we're both not really shy guys but it it's you know it's tough to do it something is. you've it's never a, done it's a little before, intimidating so. you know it's funny i was actually uh before you got here i was like setting this stuff up i was thinking i was like talking to myself and i was thinking like if we start tried to do this a few years ago i think i for sure would have said no uh i think the reason i was like open even recently like the last like week leading up to this i'm like do i want to do this i'm like you're kind of putting everything out there right but then i thought back and i think from like when i started doing like the vlog for a little bit when i was traveling and like that really puts you out of your comfort zone like you're just talking around people and like you start to think like you know you're saying stuff and you're like oh everyone's listening to me like i must sound like i'm crazy but then you start to think like who cares at the end of the day like you know yeah you just I, go man, with it it's tough to do something you've never done because you don't know if you're gonna suck at it I agree. So it's like, we could do this and just completely suck. We're probably going to suck. But you know what? Hey, at least we did something. We can say we did it. We stepped out of our comfort zones. I like to think we're more camera guys than voice guys, but Damn, you know, man. Let's, let's give it a shot and see what happens. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I think this is a good segue. Talking about New Year's resolutions. Um, one of ours, we discussed this on vacation, was uh, starting a podcast. Yeah. And it's easy to get fired up and excited about something while you're on vacation. The weather's nice. You know, you're having a couple of drinks, you're chatting, you're, you're, you're laughing and you're, you're just in good spirits. Yeah. And then you come back from a vacation, you start working again, you're up early, you're grinding all day long, trying to stay fit, trying to stay healthy. And the last thing on your mind is starting a podcast. So big ups to you, George, cause you pretty much did this whole thing. You Googled everything, figured out how to, the mixer, the mics, the stands, the, the whole nine yards, like, I know that people can't see, but we've got a six up here. <laughs> it's not bad. Get the job done. You know, honestly, like, when we were talking about this, when you we were, like, down in Florida, I was, like, I was I was on the fence. You saw I was, like, kind of wavering. I was, like, I don't know if I want to do it. And then I got back, and I was, like, thinking about it. I'm, like, yeah, it'd be fun. And then I kept thinking about it. I'm, like, man, maybe it's a bad idea. And then I was talking to my sister and brother, and they're, like, honestly, just do it. So I just got in the car, drove straight to Long and McQuaid, and just bought everything we needed. Man, um, and then it. just, like, yeah, set everything up, got all, like, the domain and stuff. I mean. Yeah, everything. I mean, it's pretty easy to set up. Plus, like, doing the stuff from vlogging and DJing back in the day and made it easy. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm excited. Let's yeah, see where man, this goes. Big ups to you. Everyone that's listening, all, you know, 15 <laughs> of you. Georgie, 15, that's ball. I'd be 12. <laughs> um, no, but, that yeah. being said, though, we didn't introduce ourselves. So, yes. um, I'm George Gutzalis, and uh, my pal across the table from me is... Ricky Liorti. We've been uh, best pals for over a decade now. Yeah. Probably since, what, first year university? Yeah. Both uh, went to Western, one of the best schools out there. Shout out Western. Shout out UWO. Mustangs, baby. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so we've been good pals for uh, for over a decade now, and we both got a lot of similarities in terms of, you know, sports, our goals, and in terms of, like, you know, health, fitness, career, travel. So we've kind of just hit it off, and uh, I'd say over the last even, like, seven, eight years, we became even closer. Yeah. 
that's when you really start like once you started working because when you're in school i mean you know you get your summers off and you can travel and do like fun stuff go out but you're not you're not really making money because you're only working summer jobs and you don't you know the income to support what you want to do and then yeah like the last seven years or so when you started to work make money and start to like you know get a little more ambitious and you know want to explore and do more adventure stuff i think that's when things really took off and yeah we've done some pretty pretty fun stuff the last few years well, last we, half decade or yeah we were counting so. it on that in florida together i think we've done like 12 vacations together in the last five years yeah yeah we've definitely we've definitely been fortunate like it's you know yeah it's been pretty fun i mean we've seen quite a bit of the world um and the cool well, you thing obviously is, more than yeah, you travel like, travel the world yeah, and I mean, obviously, we'll get into that at some point. I mean, most of my people listening are probably my, my mom and my uh, my aunt and my <laughs> sister, and also they know that story for sure. But yeah, no, we've actually seen some cool places. And, um, you know, kind of segueing back to what we're talking about is that, like, we've done all these things that are, like, fun, you know, do the trips, go to these parties, you know, even like the Tough Mudders, all that kind of adventure stuff. I climbed Killy, but we've never really done something like this where it's, like, you know, trying to share our experiences and share what we've done with people because... One thing I found, and you know, now we're kind of segueing, but like back in your mid twenties, again, while you're working and doing all this fun stuff, you're kind of trying to find your way in the world and figure out what your career is going to be and what you want to do and what your life's going to be about. And you know, we've always talked about doing stuff like this. And now that I think we're entering our thirties, kind of at the right time, and you know, share some of those experiences we've enjoyed over the last ten years. And yeah, man, hopefully it can. Uh, Shed some light to someone in the twenties to do some fun stuff that we did and had some experience like we had. Yeah, and that's basically the, the premise of the podcast. You know, we're a- exiting our twenties, and our twenties were pretty awesome. Like, hate to, I hate to say it, but they were pretty awesome. We've all had our ups and downs, but overall, our twenties were awesome. Now we're entering our thirties, and it's, you know, this is the time that you know they call. I think they say what thirty to thirty-five is the best time of your life or something. Yeah. Study shows so. Studies, what's st- <laughs> I read it somewhere. I read it hold somewhere. on, hold on. I got the someone's gonna for, they said for sure getting called out on that one. <laughs> for men is the best, the most ideal age. I, I read it somewhere, but what ideal? What might, is okay? What, how, do you quanti- how do you quantify know. ideal though? Like, what does that mean? Ideal by what terms? Like, you're an ideal from like a your mental state, like your focus and your drive, your your physical abilities, your appeal to women. Like, what is your what what defines like your peak? Why is 35 the peak? I, well, I never said never said the peak, sorry not but, peak like your yeah, optimal they, they years. Say it's your optimal years. I don't know. Maybe they took a, a survey and everyone, they asked them like a oh, thousand men, <laughs> what's the best age to be? And they all said thirty-five. I got no idea. I read it somewhere. I'm gonna post sorry, the link. I'm, just laughing I'm gonna post the link on Instagram. Be a roast coming up on this. One. I'm gonna post the link on Instagram. <laughs> I'm gonna find it, and uh, we're gonna make a low-key bet on this on all the right. side. All right. No, but yeah. Talk- so, so why? I don't know. What do you like? Why are you excited about your thirties? I mean, like, like we'll get into the twenties at one point. But what are you excited about for the next five years? If you're thirty to thirty-five, it's you say your optimal years. Why are you excited about your thirties? Well, I just think we're at a point in our lives where where we know what our careers are. We've we've worked hard. We've built reputations for ourselves in our respected industries, and it's that time where we can now move forward, take you know our careers to the next level. In terms of our health and fitness, we both, you know, we, we work hard in the gym. We're, we know what we need to get Speak done. Speak for yourself, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We know what we need to get done to be in that optimal, like, you know, peak stage of fitness. And I think we can both do it. And so between, like, health and fitness, we've got, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough that we can travel and see the world. And we know what we like to do when we travel. So it's not like we're doing a trip and we're like, oh, you know what? That was kind of not really a great trip. Like we were just saying, like, we did Florida together and 
we did what ten days together, and we made the absolute most of it. A little relaxed, even in, little even in that that like swamp bar we did for New Year's Eve, like that was the random shout out Tiki Bar. bar. Yeah, that was Sport the, Myers, the weirdest place, and like I like I felt like I was in like the Bayou Swamp, but it, we actually made the best of it. Like it was a blast. We watched the countdown. Uh, but yeah, I see. I think I see what you mean. I think what you're like what you're getting at is that you've kind of because of what we experienced through our 20s, we kind of know what we what you like and how to how to make the best of any situation, good or bad, how to maximize every hour of your day or maximize your kind of, you know your plan, you know your path now. So you can do things to kind of stay along that path and work that way towards your career goals, your personal goals, do fun stuff and, and kind of like now you have the focus, I guess, if you will. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. What about you? I don't know, man. I, you know... This is going to sound like the biggest cliche, but I've told you this before, is that I think that every year of my life has gotten better than the previous year. Um, you know, I just do everything I can to put myself in a position where, like, I don't want to ever have to look back and say, I wish I did this or I wish I did that. Um, you know, I wish I jumped at this opportunity. Um, you know, I, I've, every year has been different. Like, I was fortunate through, like, 2017 to 2018 I did that year sabbatical and, and travel the world, which was one of the craziest years of my life from experience-wise, like, even during that year, while I was backpacking, I climbed Killy, like I ran a half marathon in Spain. So I did a bunch of stuff, and that was a very eventful year. But then I came back, and like work was awesome, and we were doing a lot of exciting stuff at our company. And and to me, that year was better than the previous year because you're like you're learning and you're growing, you're moving forward. Um, and you know, I just yeah, everything I do, I try to not look back and dwell and say, I wish I you know, I wish I was back at this point in my life. So I think the next few years are just going to continue to have that mentality and keep moving forward and. Find things that kind of push you out of your comfort zone and challenge you to, you know, again, step into that unknown. Because, again, when you're, you're in those uncomfortable situations, it kind of brings out the real person you are and helps you grow and move forward. So, I mean, I'm excited for my 30s. I, yeah, I think I the 30s are you start to get a little wiser. I mean, I feel like I don't know anything. And, you know, you think you know everything in your 20s. And as you get a little older, you realize you don't know. You really don't know jack part of my language yeah, but. no no i hear you but you know what you said like you challenge yourself and we're constantly challenging ourselves to be better people and just be better men and you know i i hate to talk about new year's resolutions and keep bringing it up but all my new year's resolutions for the past like three to five years have always been about trying to make myself a better person you know there's that common one you know i want to go to the gym get more fit and that's you know the standard and shout out to everybody that's putting in work yeah you had a nice little post on instagram yesterday yeah, you know like <laughs> I, I used to hate the New Year's resolutioners because for someone who goes to the gym all the time, it's annoying when January, the first Monday in January, the gym is just slammed. It's so annoying. But now it's like I go in there and every new face, I just want to help them because at the end of the day, at least they're trying. They're trying to make, trying to make a, you know, an impact on their health and their fitness. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. Half the people might fail, but at least they're, they're trying. They're making an effort. The other half that succeeds, like that's going to positively impact their lives for for the foreseeable future yeah. and maybe forever. Right. So shout out to everybody that's, that's putting in work in the gym and you know, even uh, I'm sure there's lots of people that have, and I just think it, it's great. So, but, and I was going to say, and it's funny because like you posted that thing on your story yesterday, like giving like, advice and like, obviously, you know, shout out to our buddies, like everyone, we, we roast each other and we think it's kind of like cheesy to do it. But at the end of the day, it, it is the right thing to do. And it's a good thing to do because I mean, you know, I don't, I do more like the class as opposed to going to the traditional gym, but when you go to the gym, you find people who, you know, who they go all the time and, and good for them for being healthy, but then they look down upon the people who are making it for resolution. And, and yeah, there's like a, whatever the statistic is of how many people end up signing up and, and not sticking it through, through the year. And it becomes, you know, like that, the resolutioners, if you will. But 
at the end of the day, you got to put one foot in front of the other. And it takes like you got to start and having more people that do what you do and encourage them to say, hey, like, try this. This is what how I succeed. I mean, you've worked out for how many years? So like more people need to do that because you find that everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're going to be gone soon. And they just like, you know, they kind of pay no mind to them. But um, yeah, shout out to everyone who's putting that work in on those resolutions, because at the end of the day, putting one foot in front of the other is how you achieve anything. And you just got to you just got to move. You got to get up and do something. If it's walking for five minutes and treadmill, get moving. But yeah, man, good yeah, for them. And for anybody that's listening that needs a couple tips, simple things. Have a plan when you go to the gym. Don't just try and wing it, especially if you're a newbie. Don't wing it. Have a plan. Google workout plans. YouTube them. Hire a personal trainer. There's so many out there. There's so many good ones. Um, you know, have a playlist. Bring headphones. You know, find music that works for you that gets you motivated. I'm hip hop and and you know hardcore EDM. That that goes for me. <laughs> hardcore EDM. That 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 goes for me. Um, but yeah, drink lots of water. Like you know, double your your liquid intake in a day. That it makes such a big difference. And uh, go and get some some nice gear. You know, feel good about yourself. You know, look good, feel good, play good. I know George. I can. Dis- I'll dispute that because I I buy all my Nike gear and I still don't get off my my ass. <laughs> but, no, but and one more thing to it. Just put in the work. Rome wasn't built overnight or whatever that saying is. It wasn't built in a day. It wasn't built in a day. So if you go there just for one day, two day, three day and expecting to get your ideal body, it's not going to happen. Just stick with it day in, day out. Consistency is key. You know, put in work, sweat. If you're not sweating, there's a very good chance you're not working hard enough. And, you know, start slow, you know, maybe do 30 minutes and then do 35, then do 40. And then, you know, mix in some free weights or mix in some sprints, whatever it is, just Stick with it and try and have fun with it. And I promise you, if you stick with it, you'll, you'll see results. Like there, there's no denying it. It's just don't be discouraged if after two weeks you don't have a six pack because it's not going to happen. Yeah. So stick with it. And, you know, for all the New Year's resolutioners out there, I hope you get it. Stick with it, please. And let's, uh, let, let's, I hope we see you guys in, in April, May. Yeah. You got to, honestly, at the end of the day, consistency is key. I actually, Someone on LinkedIn had a posted about like this year, like they had something about their goal as like consistency. And at the end of the day, that's the name of the game. I mean, that's kind of one of, for me, probably one of my biggest flaws. I do this thing where like I'll train super hard, like I did for my boxing match, and then get like really good shape, best shape of my life, and then I fall off a cliff. Cool. Whereas like the most important thing is just being consistent and setting consistent goals for anything you do in life. You can't just be like very radical, you know, like all these peaks and valleys and stuff. You got to just stick with it. And, uh, that's been, I mean, personally speaking, my biggest challenge is that's kind of the goal for 2020 is just be consistent. Like it's little baby steps. I mean, you know, everyone wants to be ready for beach season and you want to be, you know, ripped in the next six weeks. But like you said, rope was built in a day and you just got to take little steps and just do something every day to keep yourself active. That's what I'm focusing on, at least, I mean, amongst other goals that I've set for myself this year. Um, well, but yeah, hey, talking about goals. Talking about goals. Well, yeah, that was kind of like one of the let, premises of this, the New Year's of this res- Well, in general, I think for us, it's, doing this podcast, sticking with it, no matter what, if it sucks, it sucks, but we're going to stick with it each week. We're going to release a new episode each week. You know, we'll be on different topics. We'll eventually bring in some guests and we'll have some fun with it. But again, for us, it's consistency, right? We, we made a, a goal, try something new. We decided it was a podcast. We got to stick with it. So yeah. we're going to hold ourselves accountable as well. But uh, Georgie, tell me, what else uh, did you have for New Year's resolution? Oh man, what are my goals? I have my book here. I don't want to pull them all out, but uh what was one of the things? One of the big, one of my big ones, and uh, I think my biggest personal one was to start just like putting more time into less things. One of one of my biggest things is like, I mean, most people know I'm the king of the FOMO back in the day. Like I always wanted to do everything. You know, you'd see like someone going here, or you know, you can do this trip, or you can go and watch this sporting event, or whatever it was. Like I, I wanted to do everything, and it's 
naturally because I enjoy so many things. I mean, I like sports. I like, you know, being outdoors, being active. I like going out with my friends, you know, for dinners, for drinks, all that Concerts, kind of stuff. Yeah. Con- yeah, everything. Like, and you don't want to miss out anything. But as I got older and like, you know, older through my 20s, whatever, <laughs> and the, after the first few years, you know, when you finish university, you want to take part in everything and do all this stuff because everything's moving so fast and it's all exciting. But as you get older, it gets exhausting and like you start to realize that you, you get stretched thin. You're not putting time into the things you should be or you want to. Uh, so one of my biggest things this year was just a it kind of embrace the phone one, put more time into less things. So just, you know, and also like that being said, it's also being able to say no to certain things. Like you also feel like, you know, your buddies want to do this. You're like, oh, if I say no, like I'm kind of like being a dick. But you have to realize like at the end of the day, you have to take time for yourself. Take the Take time to do the things that you enjoy. For example, I mean, you know, I, sports is a big thing for me. Like, I do like a lot of sports, but one thing, like, for me, like, I prefer Raptors over over the Leafs. And, like, going to a Leafs game is fun for me, but I don't get the same enjoyment as opposed to going to see the Raptors play. Like, watching the Raptors play, to me, is the best sporting event in Toronto, in my opinion. Um, but, like, you know, people invite me to Leafs games. I mean, you do too sometimes, and I get all fired up. I'm like, yeah, let's go, but I was supposed to work out on this Tuesday night. But there's a Leafs game now. Like, what do I do? I'm conflicted. And it's just... Spending that time to focus, okay, I wanted to work out. That was my goal. At least don't bring me a super big amount of joy. Like, it's fun, but it's, ah, it's a regular season game. You know what? I'll pass on it this time. Thanks for the offer, but, you know, I'm good. So that's kind of what I want to focus on this year is just not just doing things to do them. Do stuff with a purpose and a focus. And, you know, if it brings me joy and, I, and it's part of my, like, my vision going forward and my goals, put time into it. If it's not, and I, if I'm free, yeah, okay, I'll do it. But that's kind of my big one this year. Um <coughs> Yeah, I mean, what about you? What's what's your number one this year? My number one. So that's tough because I had a I had a couple. Uh, one is be less stubborn. Oh, For yeah, all, all my boys and uh, and people that know me, I'm very stubborn. So trying to be wrong more or just let things go because uh, I'm not very good at that. And then also another big one for me is swear less. Yeah, I swear way too often, and I think it's a bad quality. So I'm going to try and change that. And then lastly, I uh, I want to donate my time more. I feel like yeah. I, I donate a lot to charity in terms of like monetary value, but you know, even like these Australia wildfires, you you can donate and, and share on Instagram, but you know, it's not going to make the big difference as the people that are actually going there and fighting them. And shout out to everybody doing that because that's amazing. But I want to donate my time more. So I said once a month, I'm going to find something that it will help other people, whether it's working, doing charity work, or volunteering, whatever it is. And I've already got mine lined up for January. I'm uh, I'm doing. I'm partaking in a, a video series with a, an organization called Your Mind Matters nice. for mental health. They're doing a, a big video series for Bell Let's Talk Day. So, when is uh, when is Bell Let's Talk Day? January 29th. Okay, so nice, it's at the nice. end of the month. So, it's uh, it's something that's obviously close to home for me, and uh, I wanted to help out, nice. you know, make a positive impact on on people that, you know, don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's my uh, my one don't time donation for this month i'm doing that sunday and i'm uh, actually very excited this so sunday sh- yeah this sunday so oh, shout nice. out your mind matters uh, great organization follow them on instagram twitter and uh, and all that stuff so what's kind of the premise behind the videos like is it just like so talking they've about got a, bu- yeah, a bunch or? of questions and they're they're you know talking to people who have battled mental health issues so there's a section on like the stigma behind it then kind of healthcare and how what's ontario's healthcare and how how we found it what are the procedures then there's support people with yeah, mental health stuff like exactly. that exactly yeah. then there's my personal experience and so i think there's about 10 people or so oh, I, nice. I don't know for sure they had a couple of different video days so the idea essentially just to raise more awareness you know bella's talk is it's a great initiative like bell put so much money into it but it's only one day and you, there's a lot of talk all january about it a little bit of february but 
after that, it kind of trails off. Yeah, it yeah. trails off. Like the money's great and it does help. Uh, I don't know where it goes, but I can assume that it makes a big yeah. difference. But we need to talk about it every day, right? Ending the stigma is something that needs to be talked about on a daily basis. Yeah, and yeah. I, I know specifically for men, it, it's a struggle to open up about that. And it's just not, it's not, there's no, it's, it's there's not, nothing yeah. wrong with It's not with a very welcoming thing, like, you know, yeah, being around like, the guys and all that stuff. And like, you don't feel like you want to open up about it, I guess, because, because you like, you know, people, it's locker room talk. You want to chirp with your buddies. You want to make jokes and stuff. And you don't, you know, just want to come out and, and talk about it kind of thing. Yeah. Like if your back hurts, you have no problem talking about it. You know, your bones hurt. You go see a chiropractor, your, your muscles hurt. You go see a physio and men talk about that. Like it's nothing, you know, oh, I pulled my back playing hockey last night. Yeah. But, you know, mental health, nobody seemed to talk about it until maybe a handful of years ago. But now, you know, having all the athletes that are stepping up, all these yeah. celebrities, you know, all these people on TV stepping up and talking about it helps raise awareness. So I uh, I think that's something that's obviously big for me. I'm nice. going to, that's my good time donation this month. Maybe next month I'll, I'll do the food bank or find something else to do. But yeah, yeah. again, donating my time is something that is, I think is very important because We've all got the same amount of time a day. Everybody in the world's got 24 hours a day. There's, you can't buy more of it. You can't get rid of it. That's the thing with time. It's finite, right? Exactly. So what you do with your time and what you do in your day is very important. And, I agree. And I'm going to uh, definitely make a, a strong effort to donate more of my time on a weekly or monthly basis. Yeah. I think that's honestly, I think that's great. I, oh, it's one of mine as well. Um, you know, I got to give a, a good point to give a shout out to my sister, uh, Georgia. She She's looking to kind of expand like our, our operations at Impact and kind of create a charitable thing. I mean, we do some stuff now. We know we sponsor various, you know, tournaments and charities and initiatives, but really honing in on that and, and not only donating f- funds, which we can do and, and uh, we're able to, but also donating our time and have, you know, ourselves and our people at our at our company doing it as well. But uh, that's one big thing for us. I know we're part, we're participating with uh, MLSC Game Changers through our company, which is really cool. They do some big events and helping you know kids at their MLSC Launchpad, which is which is an awesome place uh, if you've never been before. But I agree. I think one of the big things I want to do this year as well is donate time. Um, at the end of the day, it's what you you have to want to do it too. Like you said, everyone has the same time in the day, um, but like giving one hour of that time once a month, like it's such a small, small, small amount of time, but it makes such a big difference. I mean, people are always looking for volunteers, whether it's something through coaching, whether it's through like, you know, mental health initiatives that you're doing through, you know, the Santa Claus, I'm just throwing out random yeah, examples. whatever here, it is, right? Yeah, take a little bit of time to do it. Um, but I think that's awesome, man. I think that's Whether one. it affects one person or affects hundreds of people, it doesn't matter. If you can change one person's life by donating a little bit of time in your day, it it's, it's, in my opinion, a positive, right? Yeah. It's a goal. You've hit, you've reached the goal of helping one person. So I think that's a, a big one. Bell Lux Talk Day is, again, massive initiative, and it's great, but it's only talked about for a month or a month and a half, let's say. It's something yeah. that, you know, mental health needs to be talked about on a, a daily on basis. On a basis, yeah. 365 days a year. So I'm glad we got to touch on that. But uh, what what else you got? There's got you've got to have more. I, you're the man with a million ideas. I, I'm sure you're... Your New Year's resolution list is 500 funny. items. Now that I'm on the spot, I, you know what? You know what? Let me just pull this thing out right here. It's right next to me. Now that I'm on the spot, it's honestly harder to think of because when you're when you're under pressure, you're like, Shit, what, what are my resolutions? And I think one of them was swearing less, which I'm doing terrible at right now. Let me look yeah, this little. For, for the people that don't know, when we were in Florida making this New Year's resolution to swear less, we pretty much made a bet, and I just dusted Georgie. I think he swore like 30 times in the span of eight hours, and I was at like 10 or something. Uh, one of my big ones, which, um, which kind of goes into the relation or kind of carries over from the, you know, spend more time on less things is spend more, uh, like spend less on material 
goods and more on experiences, which typically I feel like I've done. Like I care more about doing things, trying things, you know, going finding adventures, watching sporting events, that kind of stuff, than you know, buying a uh, pair of sneakers or whatever. I mean, teach their own, but I've always found that experience I get the most value out of and you learn the most from. So, but I just want to stay focused on that and, you know, um, just identifying new challenges and new things I can do. Um, kind of going back last year when I did my charity boxing match the year before that, like I said, I climbed Killy. So um, every year I kind of try to, I want to keep making sure I focus on finding one thing that challenges me and pushes me, pushes me uh, kind of to those, whether it's through, a, no, I'm just kind of getting off topic here, whether it's through like adventure or a physical challenge or, or something like that. Um, so that was one of my goals this year, even though it's something I've done, it's just reinforcing that. Uh, and Based off that, one of my things this year is I'm doing another half marathon, which is coming up in May, and then I want to run my first marathon this year, uh, which I'm hoping to run the one in Athens, Greece, which is like the original first ever marathon, and obviously being Greek kind of hits home. It starts in the town. Best of country in the world, right? Best George? country in the world. <laughs> invented democracy, invented everything. <laughs> no, jokes aside, but uh, it's cool because it actually starts in the town of Marathon, and you run from Marathon to the first ever Olympic stadium that's in Athens, so like the ancient oh, Olympic cool. stadium. Yeah, so... Uh, they say it's one of the tougher ones because from kilometers uh, 10 to 31, so basically the equivalent of a half marathon portion is all uphill. Oh, so that's going to suck. Um, but yeah, like it's just, I want to keep, I mean, amongst or between those two things, I still want to find a couple other ones to do, but that's kind of my focus this year is um, find the experience that I want to do and, and put my time and, and all my focus energy kind of yeah. into that. Yeah. And achieve those things. I mean, I was even talking about doing a triathlon with you this year, which I know you've done, but that kind of freaks me out a little bit because I was swimming, but the water, yeah, yeah. But, but no, kinda... you you climbed Mount Killian. For the people who don't know, and I'm one of them, it's one of the bigger mountains you can climb. It's like a what seven day trek. It's well, so technically Explain speaking, it for the people. yeah. So I forgot. So, so back in twenty January twenty eighteen, uh, myself, my sister, and my brother in law uh, climbed it uh, because of my sister. She's like crazy. She's the most adventurous Shout person I know. Yeah, Georgia's like the she's the adventure child of the family. Um, but yeah, we did it. And while I will, I'll say that it was tough because number one, I didn't train at all. Like we just kind of threw our boots on and went hiking. Um, it was tough from that aspect because I, I think I underestimated it. Um, the altitude kind of gets to you and it's just really tedious. Like you're hiking for five and a half days up for like seven, eight hours a day. Just that's all you're doing. You're hiking, you stop for a bit, you eat, you hike and you walk super, super slow. Anybody like picture your grandmother or your like an elderly person, you know, walking their steps. That's how slow you have to walk. So it's just very, very tedious. And like it's monotonous. You're doing the same thing over and over one foot in front of the other. And it just gets very, gets very annoying almost. Um, so, yeah, to your point, it is one of the larger mountains. It's part of the seven summits, which is the tallest mountain on every continent. But it is said that it is the easiest of the seven summits because there's no real technical climbing involved. So, yeah, you scale like you scramble up a couple walls like on your fourth yeah. day. Uh, but there's nothing really, you're not really throwing crampons on. You're not using any climbing gear. Uh, it's just, it's, it's tough. Like it's a bit grueling on your body. Um, like you're sleeping, you know, the altitude kind of gets to you. You lose your appetite, especially the last day. I will say the last day climbing, you leave, I guess it's day five, day four going to day five. You leave at 11 PM. So you kind of sleep through the day. You leave at 11 PM for an eight hour, uh, trek to the summit. So it's just walking really slow, but you're walking through the night with a headlamp when we were going, the winds were blowing sideways and it was snowing. So you can't really see. And as you're walking up, you're like, you feel basically you're nauseous the entire time. So you don't, you can't, you're hungry, but you can't eat because everything you put down, you feel like it wants to come back up. Um, and that's because of the altitude. Yeah. Right? Like it just, it gets to you. And the, they say that like, 
for us, at least for me, I was fine every day up to that point. Like, I think I ate more than I normally do, and I can eat a lot. Oh, my man eats. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, I could eat, so I, I was like, I was fine. I didn't feel like the altitude was affecting me. But then that last day, like, myself, I don't know, Mark, my brother-in-law, like, he, he said, like, he's like, this is brutal. And, like, again, shout out to my sister. She's like, I don't want to say what she was calling us, but she was throwing every name in the books. Like, we're not, <laughs> we're not stopping at this point. We've made it this far. Like, we're made going. it that far. You can't not finish. And we had awesome guides. Like it was the three of us. We had two guides with us uh, and a bunch of porters. And like our team was amazing. We all made it up. Uh, they told us in the beginning, like, if you guys just stay focused and do what we say, you'll make it. And, and they were great. Uh, and I will say, like, when you make it to that peak, um, it's funny. When we, before we left, my sister said, she goes, people, like, you know, people cry when they make the top. And in my head, I'm like, what kind of, what kind of wuss cries the top? It's a hike. I kid you not, as soon as I got to the top of that mountain and I looked at my sister, like we touched the sign, I looked at her, saw a tear roll down her face, I started crying. I was like, the the feeling that comes over you is sort of explained. It's like euphoric. Like you it's like you finally reach the the metaphor, not the metaphorical, the literal mountaintop. And like the feeling you get, that's what kind of triggered everything for me to this point of like spending more things, spending more time on experiences, is that when I had that feeling, I was like, I need to like keep doing this. I need to keep feeling this feeling like it's such a it's a high really like you just you feel incredible you feel like you're unstoppable and yeah like it sucked going the whole way up but once we did it and then came back down like you're like i never want to do that again the whole way down you start to like really then feel this altitude but then once you're at the base of the mountain you're like okay when like when's the next one yep man it's even when i did my triathlon it's the same kind of thing it's such a mental challenge right like I'm, i was in some of the best shape of my life when i did that and the swim for people who don't know, I was the captain of my high school swim team, like oh, officer level swimmer. And <laughs> I basically almost drowned in Lake Ontario. Sorry, I'm going to laugh. That's terrible. Yeah, no, laugh it, it like, was really bad. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But when you see that finish line, you've got like, you know, your, I think my girlfriend, my mom, dad, and my brother and, and his fiance were there. And you cross that finish line. Like I was just like in absolute tears. Cause I was like, man, I just did the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life. Three hours, three hours and 15 minutes to be exact of just physical, like, intensity and you know again you think it's not that bad when you do it individually oh 1.5 kilometer swim not too bad whatever 45 what, however many kilometer bike ride not that bad 10k run piece of cake easy yeah you do it all together and at the end you're just like oh my god like my legs are just not they're not working anymore yeah. my brain's like yeah come on one foot one foot and i look down and my legs just aren't moving so when you cross that finish line and you just realize you know i've trained i put so much effort into doing this it's such a good feeling yeah and that that's a i'm sure you're the same as me that's what keeps me striving to do more things yeah. you know running half marathons I, I did one last year on pretty much like no training but the the mental aspect of it you just keep going you keep going because you want to get to that finish line because you know that it's almost like that euphoria you feel when you cross that finish line thinking wow i just did that yeah it's a cool feeling and i will say like you know like and i after you talked about your triathlon it's funny because I had a similar experience, and I like I don't even know if I explained this to you, but um, the first half marathon I did. So after I did after I did Killy, um, I was like I need to do this again. Like I need something like this, like whatever. So I was this is during my trip. While I was traveling, and I had you know I was only at the halfway point, so I was trying to find something to do. That was um, the one in Spain. You did. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I wanted to run a half. I was like I'll find a half marathon. I hated running at the time, but I was like half marathon can't be too bad. Like even if running at my slowest pace, two hours, I'll I'll just like move my legs. But I started training. I remember the first day, going back to your point about the like the, just moving your legs, the gym, getting moving. The first day I ran, I remember I was up, like, I was, I think I was in Greece or something. And I went to run 3K and I thought, or 4K, I thought I was going to die. Like I ran it and the, like it wasn't like it was super hot out or anything. Like the weather was comfortable. I ran and I was like, this is brutal. I got to do this times seven. 
Like this, I did three How am kilometers. I make it? Like, yeah, I was like, there's no way. But then I just set the Nike run app. I set a goal to put the plan in place and just started moving and moving. And as you kept going farther, like it just felt better. It still sucked. In my head, I was like, I don't want to do any of this. Uh, but the training led up to it. And then when I got to the race day in Spain, I was in uh, Tenerife, as they as they call it. Um, you know, I went to go get my bib and all that stuff. And I'm like, half marathon, this is going to be easy. Like, it's you know, 21K. I'm ready. I trained. Little did I know that I thought it was a road race. It turned out to be a mountain race through, like, the volcano or whatever is on the island. Uh, so it was like 50% of it was up a path, like a dirt path. 30% was, like, dirt trail. And then 20% was was the road at the end. Um, so what I was trying to get at was like your point was this, I thought it was gonna be so easy. Ended up raining the day of the race. I had road, like Nike road shoes on. So I was slipping everywhere. Uh, I thought I was going to run this thing in two hours. Like my best time training was about two hours, give or take. I ended up running in three and a half hours. I think around that three and a half hours because I kept stopping. I kept falling, like going up the hill took me almost an hour and a half. And I was at the halfway point and I was like, this is brutal. I want to stop. How am I going to finish? Yeah. And then coming down, I thought it'd be easy. I could just kept slipping and wiping out. I was like falling all over. I was covered in mud. I I remember seeing a picture of you with like bloody shins or something. It was terrible. But the thing is too, like when I got, like I kept walking to it points, which I hate like doing when you run, you just got to keep running. But I had the same experience that you did. Like once I got to that finish line, I'll net that one. I'll never forget because even more so than Killy, when I crossed, I get, I was, Happened to be the point I was by myself. There was no other race runners around me from the marathon, and there was an ultra marathon being run. None of them were near me. So the finish line there was set up like an Olympic finish line. So you yeah, run up to a podium. That feeling, I cannot even explain what that was like. That last kilometer, I, when I heard the music and I saw it, I sprinted and I crossed that line. And they're calling I, your name. Yeah, I never, they literally announced the name. I never felt anything like that. I was like, this is insane. So, like, you know, that one second makes you forget the three and a half hours of pain. The the three and a half hours of just brutalness. Yeah. Where you just like, you're like, how am I going to make this? But you know, one thing too, it's also that kind of high you get from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like when you're doing that triathlon and the run is the one part where there's a lot of people around you. And this is uh, the Toronto triathlon. And when you finish that, like you're basically running down Lakeshore in Ontario place. And for the people that aren't from Toronto, it's basically a road along the, the lake. Yeah. So pretty much at almost every point, every kilometer, every two kilometers, you're always going by a group of people. They've got signs. Even though the signs aren't for you, they're still cheering you on yeah. because they know that you've put in this effort. You're out there. You're grinding. You're, Even though you want to just say, I'm done, you're still going. So then when you get to that finish line and you just see hundreds of people watching you and cheering you on, it's it's an unbelievable feeling. And for anyone thinking about doing any sort of half marathon, 10-kilometer run, five, whatever it is, it's worth it. Trust me. Sign up for one. You can find one that's a charity one too, like the Sporting Life 10K is an yeah. absolute great one, especially for you know beginners or people that aren't you know super athletic or super fit. 10K, it's mostly downhill, and there's people everywhere, and they're cheering you yeah. on. They're smiling. They're high-fiving you. They've got signs for everybody, and even though signs aren't for you, it you feels feel like good. they're you're, they feel like and some are funny too. Like you see some funny yeah, ones like, that really motivate you. Yeah, man, it's it's a good time. And one thing I did want to touch upon, you said you know spending more time on experiences and less on material items. And I could not agree more with that. Like, yeah. if you walk into my condo, I've got no paintings because every time I find a nice painting, I'm like, wow, a painting's like 600 bucks. I can fly to like Europe for 600 bucks. Yeah. All right, guess I'm not buying a painting. Let's book a plane <laughs> ticket somewhere, right? So it's so tough to, you know, to to not spend money on, on material things because sometimes you want them, like, especially in a, in a home, like you want to decorate your room. But then I think I'm like, these experiences, and me and you have gone on so many trips where we know it's, we could have fun on a trip to the cottage up in, you know, 
we had fun. We got food what, poisoning in Havar. Yeah, we were we stuck, had food in, we were stuck, we were stuck in, in a, a room. room yeah, basically hours. a like six hundred square foot room, and we still had fun. Yeah. We won't get into that because that was <laughs> might not be so fun for the listeners. But we we've pretty much traveled the world, and every time we go somewhere new, you just keep thinking this is exactly why we travel because yeah. you you see different set of life almost right. You know. When we went to Havar and you're on a small little island or even Mykonos, like Mykonos is a crazy town. But when you think about it, there's no street lights, there's no street signs. Places wild West, People are man. just kind of <laughs> running around on mo- on mopeds and uh, like ATVs. And it's one of the best places on earth, right? Same Ibiza is a little different. It's got highways and it's got lights and it's a little more built. But again, same thing. It's such an amazing and different style of life than we have here in North America. So those are also like vacation destinations yeah. more like when you go, you kind of well, feel let, like let's talk like, about Nyata then. So George's hometown in Greece, oh, the best place in the world. Again, center, that's Nyata <laughs> is the center of the universe. It's where every, it's where life started. Yeah. yeah according to every Greek person. So <laughs> Nyata is a small little town, but you go there and it's just, you drive around the corner. There's, you know, a bunch of men sitting outside the coffee shop, having their morning espresso and, you could tell that they do that every single day. Oh, yeah. And you've got everybody in the city knows each other, calls each other by first name. You know, you're driving down, everyone's saying hi. You don't really have that in North America. You might have it in some small towns, but we're from Toronto in the big city. You don't have anything like that. Yeah. The, the local pub or that local restaurant that you know, maybe our parents would have had back in the 70s and 80s and 90s and 2000s. I feel like so many people are just addicted to their phones and trying to get from A to B as quick as possible that they forget the the journey from A to B sometimes. Yeah. But it's even funny too, like, I mean, keeping on Nyata here, I don't, I'm going to try and say it as English as possible here. There's there's an event every year around uh, the Panagia Festival, which is like uh, Pangea, like the, the, whole, the big holy day in August. Uh, and they have this big, our village is like a big party. Uh, they shut down like the village square and they throw this party big of the party. Year. It party is, of the year. Know, it, is, like, it, is the, it is basically the Times Square New Year's Eve of <laughs> Greece. Let's, we'll put it that way. Uh, no, but like the, what I'm trying to get at is like you, you would never go there if it wasn't for me or my cousin, like, yep. or, like no, you didn't confirmed. know us, yeah, you know, but, and uh, mind you, when you came, you were passing out, like falling asleep. I was dead. Yeah, it was long hours. travel day. Yeah. I took a sleeping pill and it, but it was still it was a cool still experience, a, yeah, right? It's like, awesome. And you know, people are, are eating good food, drinking, dancing. There's no fighting. There's no arguments. Everyone's just there to have a good time. Yeah. And you've got a couple thousand or I don't know, 5,000 people in a small village and, everyone's sharing food with the person beside them. Oh, we ran out of wine. Okay. The guy beside us grab hands us a bottle. It's everyone's just there to, to enjoy themselves, have fun. It's something that you don't see in North America. Yeah. At least I, I haven't. So any listeners, if you have a party like this, please let us know. We're dying to go. <laughs> but that's the thing is like, you know, you, I mean, for, for myself, especially like traveling has been in my blood for as long as I can remember. Like it's one thing that truly, truly brings me joy in life. Um, but that's the thing is like, you know, especially in the summers i'm fortunate that i can you know go to spend time in my where we're from in greece and it's such a different way of life you know a small town you go you kind of unwind you disconnect from what what's going on in, you know in like these big cities in north america which is really nice and you get different experiences you see how life moves a little slower in different areas uh and it makes it you appreciate the experiences you have versus you know kind of like like i said what you're wearing or what you have on the walls in your house or whatever it is uh, and nothing against having nice things like it's good to spend money on good quality stuff but um yeah, just cool. And and to the point too of like when I was traveling, I was, um, you know, I was fortunate that uh, I I knew with certain countries. Like when I went to Sri Lanka, one of someone who's worked with uh, worked with my you know my father for a very very long time. When I told him I was going, he's Sri Lankan. He's like, I'm going to come down there and meet you, which was incredible. He he's from uh, from the north in Jaffna, which is not a I guess not a lot of tourists would go if you're not from there. Like the the South Waligama is a surfing village, 
But the north of Sri Lanka was a lot of civil war for years there. So like even the north is not as, I guess, didn't seem to me as developed as the south was. Uh, but he's a local. He came down. He took me around. I got to stay like in his like his village in Jaffna. I got to see the north side. Um, went for runs when I was down there and just saw a different way of life. Like it just it was almost like a time. Not that, I wouldn't say a time warp because they you know they're not like far in the past. Like not, there's no internet there, but you get to experience different things and the feelings you get when you're in these places. It's hard to explain. Like you know there's times where I'll be somewhere and I'll, and I'll, I'll feel something like when I'm here, if I'm, I work one day or if I'm, you know, on my way downtown or whatever I'm doing and, you know, something will trigger a memory or a thought or, you know, bringing a flashback or someone posts something on social media and you'll see that. And the feeling you get almost like it's like associated to the feeling you had back at that point in your life. And it, and you reflects back a little bit. It's like, Oh wow, like this was awesome. And it triggers some thought process and it reminds you, might remind you of things you were thinking about at the time. And I don't know. That's why I just think like, I, yeah, experiencing things is, is really hard to quantify. You can't quantify because you can't put a, a value, a dollar value on it. You can't say this experience is worth X amount of dollars, but they stay with you for life. And like that's, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, through our friendship, we got to do some really cool stuff. And I mean, when I went on my trip, like you kind of pushed me like, yeah, do it, man. Like you have the opportunity to go travel. Um, yeah, so you know, that's, I, I mean, that's the big to, thing for this I year. I came out to meet Georgie twice. We did Europe together that year and then we did China. Well, we started in Europe. Yeah, we start, well, you started, in, you did uh, Chicago and Iceland, I think. Chicago started, excuse me. And then Chicago started my trip. Yeah, yeah and then we met, in, we met in Europe and then uh, a couple months later, or maybe six months later, I met him in Japan or China first and then Japan. But um, yeah, like just traveling, it, it helps you see a different side of the world and puts, it puts a lot of things in, into perspective. And that's okay. why I think we work as hard as we do because we want to be able to travel. We want to be able to see the world. And it's, you know, we're very similar. It's like work hard, play hard. You know, when it's time to work, buckle down, get stuff done. Yeah, 100%. And when it's time to enjoy yourself, enjoy it, be in the moment, really live it. And going back to kind of talking about when people, you, people post pictures, like anytime someone posts, you know, hey, I'm heading to Thailand, I need recommendations. I'm like, yo, hit me up. Here's where I went, do the islands, go to the north, go to like an elephant sanctuary, do monkey or Maya Bay, monkey beach, like, you want to help them out because you're almost reliving it every time you see someone yeah. posting it. You're like, wow, I was in that exact same spot. I took that exact same picture, right? So it's uh, it's something that will stick with you forever. Like I remember basically every trip I've ever done since I was maybe like 10. Yeah. And I think the trip that really started for me is when me and my brother did a Europe trip after university. We did 25 days and, you know, this was before I had a real job and it was one of the best trips I, I've been on. And we did, you know, seven different cities, 25 days. And although you, we have, I've ended up doing a lot of the same places, those were my first memories of those places. Those are the reasons I went back to those yeah. places because I had such a good time on my first first time there. So uh, any to anybody thinking about traveling, just go. There's so many sites, you know, like Next next Departure. Yeah, you can get next, great deals. Yeah, like they, they send they have out emails deals. all the time. Yeah, you can fly from Toronto. We're going to get this monetized from them? We should yeah. get <laughs> No, but Toronto to London, I think it's like you can get it for like $450. I've seen places in Japan trip. for like 500 bucks round trip. Yeah, exactly. So... There's so many sites that that have it. If you've got time at work or if you're between jobs or, you know, you just finished school, take time to travel because the older you get, the harder it gets to travel. And I have so many of my older friends or people I work with, they say, you know what, I wish I was doing what you did before I got married or before I had kids. Yeah, because get the, I got that a lot when I was Once traveling. you have kids, your life completely changes. You know, you can't just, hey, George, you want to go to Chicago for a night or two? Let's go. We yeah. got points. Let's fly over. Yeah. You can't do that anymore. It's you've got another person to support. You've got more responsibilities right now. Our responsibilities are work, paying our mortgages. And you know, that's yeah. basically our real responsibilities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So we can get up and go. So anybody thinking about it, I strongly, strongly recommend just do it. Even if you go alone, like, you know, if you're a, a girl, just obviously be a little more careful the places you go. Well, even for men, actually, too, it doesn't matter. But know where you're going. Make a plan or just get on a plane, go somewhere, find some good hostels. People are so friendly traveling, yeah. especially when, when they know you're Canadians because everybody seems to love Canadians right now. Like, not even just right now for the last as long as I've yeah, I'll tell you it's yeah but that's one of the funny so ju like just to jump in there two, the two of the things you made a point of which I think is what deters people a lot from traveling because they find it the most daunting is number one what you said going back to the thing about the, what the costs are and number two is going alone like honestly people think like you know I, I was again I traveled for 13 months I came back a few times but I, I went like did the whole backpacking thing stayed in some hostels did a mix of like hotels Airbnbs like I, I did all aspects of it um, and I'll tell you, like, when you get those, when you see those travel deals, those flights, and when the people I would encounter too, like, people were traveling with like, you know, dollars to their name in their pocket, pennies to their name, and like, they still made it work. And yeah, it's a little tougher when you're kind of working like that, you know, trying to scrap money together to make it to your next destination. But you'd be surprised how like how inexpensive you can to travel if you're willing to make some concessions. Like, you know, I mean, I was in when I went to India, I stayed in a hostel that was kind of sketchy at a couple of places. But like, the thing is, is like. If you're willing to forego some comforts and, you know, not the, you know, avoid spending that 200 bucks on a hotel and spend, you know, f five, ten dollars on a, on a bunk bed that you're only going to sleep in for six hours, eight hours anyways. If you can forego those like luxuries, like any trip is possible. Anybody can do it. But that ties to the next point of like when you're at this point in your life like where I was at my, at my point when I traveled, I was 27, 20, yeah, 27. And, you know, you, most of my, our other buddies all were working and, you know, I was lucky that I was able to take time off work, but not everyone had that luxury. So it was a little daunting at first. I was like, I'm going to go by myself. I get the world. You start to think like, you know, it's kind of scary. You're going to go out there. Who are you going to talk to? You're going to hang out with. And yeah, I consider myself social, but it is a little bit intimidating to put yourself out there and, you know, you're in a foreign country. What if something goes wrong? But I will tell you, it is like traveling alone is number one is the best thing I've yeah, ever done agreed. in my life. And it's it's just such a liberating thing. You also find out a lot about yourself, but it's liberating because you can do whatever you want, whenever, when, whenever you, want. you want. Yep. Like you don't have to listen to anybody. You don't have to say yes to anybody. You can. You like, wake you know, up and go. That's it. And hey, I want to go to the beach. I'm gonna go to the beach. Yeah. And you don't know anybody. So going back to the point of like material goods, you don't. You couldn't care less about what the clothes on, what you're wearing, how you look, how you smell. You just get up, you go, you do something. Yeah. There's a 99% chance you're never going to see that person. 99.999. Like, like it, it was honestly, it was the most like liberating thing and the best experience I've ever had. And like, you know, to that point, if there's one thing I can, from this specific episode that I can give to anybody for a resolution or whatever you want to call it or advice is like, the world is not as scary as it seems and traveling alone, like, it is the greatest experience ever. When I remember when I went, when I when I went on the trip and I was actually getting ready to take off, I was talking to like you know fa someone, a family friend or somebody, or a colleague. Someone made a joke that like, oh, you know, what are you you're going to find yourself like get all spiritual? And I was like, get out of here! Like I know who I am. You know, you're 27. You think you know everything. You think you know who you are. You you know all this stuff. But uh, that guy was whoever told me that. Shout out to you because you were right. Because after that, like during that trip, I remember halfway through, like. You just start to think about so much more. You reflect more, and you like—I don't know—it just puts a lot of things into perspective. Makes you appreciate what you have, especially when you're going to countries that aren't as fortunate as, as our, like Canada is and, and North America. It puts things in perspective. It makes you uh, like be happier with a lot less. Like all you have is a backpack on your back or a luggage with you. I traveled with one little carry-on luggage and a backpack. Like you just like you. 
things seem so much more insignificant when you're traveling. Yeah, and it, it helps shape the person that you become, right? Like 100%. When, when you're alone traveling, you can either oh, get homesick and, you know, there's nothing wrong with the people that get homesick. Like, oh, I, I got I homesick. Get yeah, I get it. You could either go home and, and call it a trip or you can, you know, take a couple days to yourself and, and do something that you've never done. You know, in Thailand, for example, you can go scuba diving, get your scuba certificate. You can swim with sharks, rock climbing. Like, there's so many things you can do that you can't really do in your home. And that's, in my opinion, what really makes the difference. And going to places that you've never been, you know, countries that you've never seen or don't know much about those experiences are really what shape you because you're stepping out of your comfort zone a hundred percent. Oh, big you know, going to New York alone, don't get me wrong. That's still great. But New York and Toronto are so similar. Yep. Going to a place like even Nyata, for example, going to a random Mind city. You, no random, one's going to Nyata. No one's going to Nyata. No okay, going to Nyata. But let, let's say, let's say, you know, Thailand, for example, that's a good, you know, trip that a lot of yep. people around our age go to. You can go alone. One, you can make friends so fast and you can do all the things that, as cliche as it is, but all those like travel things, you know, I did a Muay Thai class. I climb, I, I did rock climbing. I didn't do the scuba diving, but I did the swimming with sharks, you know, paddling out to the middle of nowhere with your little paddle board and you have no idea what you're doing and you make friends so fast. Oh and yeah. Back to that point too, where you're saying it's, it's inexpensive. You can find ways to travel and it's not bad at all. Like in Thailand, you can essentially, you know, work handing out flyers for a bar and they'll let you sleep in a, in a room for free. Yeah. And I saw so many people doing that or handing out flyers for, for free drinks all night. There's ways to get around and to save some money or you're doing someone's laundry. And you know what? If you're traveling on a budget, it's not hard work. Yeah. It's not like you're you know, out there scrubbing dishes or something. It's easy work 90% of not the time. Not doing like labor in a field. Yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not out there doing tough work. It's yeah. relatively easy. So if you're thinking about traveling, go out there, just book a flight. If you ha don't have anyone to go with, Google some good hostels. Hostels, everybody in there is friendly. You can walk up to a group of four people and they'll welcome you into their group, invite you out with them, and you'll have a great time. Yeah. So. That's also the crazy thing. Actually, it was a point that jumping back, you said it earlier and, and it triggered a thought in my head is that the one crazy thing about traveling is that when you're traveling, whether you're by yourself or with somebody, let's say you're in, like, let's say Thailand again, for example, and you bump into somebody who's Canadian, somehow you're instantly best friends because you're Canadian. Yeah. But the thing is, if you think about it, when you're in Canada and you bump into someone Canadian you're on the street and you're like, that guy looks kind of fun. You're, I don't like this person. They looked at me weird. You like, It's not like you just become best friends with everybody in Canada. But when you're abroad, anybody who's from the area you're from or you know the six degrees of separation, you, you know them somehow, yeah. you instantly become friends and like there's, you don't have a care in the world. And that's the crazy thing about travel too is uh, crazy. The cool thing about travel is like, just the people you meet that you come across with, they're like people you would, you know, would never meet elsewhere or... Yeah, anyway, I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought there. But yeah, it's just, it's cool how it unites you and brings them together. And, you know, I, I, like when I was traveling, I never thought I'd stay like in hostels. I was like, it was like, nasty. But honestly, it's a bed, it's a roof over your head. And like, you spend less time indoors then. I, I personally That's find exactly when I stay is. in a hotel, I mean, we won't get into stories, but I, I sleep forever. <laughs> but, but when you're in a hostel, it makes you want to get out of bed too. Like, yeah, it makes at you the end of the day, when go. you're traveling, you're not there to sit inside, you're there to, to see the place you're at. You yeah. Know? If you're in a different city, you don't want to stay inside unless you're sick or unless you're too sunburned or you got a headache. You want to go, you want to explore, you want to meet locals, you want to do what locals do. You want to see that city and see how they live. So, for example, when I went to Thailand, I stayed in hostels a whole bunch of times. I think I paid $15 for one of my rooms and I had a yeah. private room and the big, the big thing that they were advertising was air conditioned. That was... You know, That's in my hostel, that was That's that was a top sweet, dollar. Sweet at right? the yeah. Ritz, the equivalent. Fifteen dollars <laughs> included AC, and I was living large. 
But no, but that's what it is. Like you're in your room to sleep, to shower. If it's got a clean toilet, that's a bonus. Yeah. But, and a bed without cockroaches. I've stayed in places uh, with cockroaches too. too. Yeah, in India and Goa, that's India. Tough. That's that tough. Gnarly. And you know, it, it's part of the experience. You can say you did it and you live that traveler lifestyle. And so if there's anybody that still needs a New Year's resolution, I think that's a good one. Travel more, see the world. Just there's, experience yeah, there's, there's ways to do it on a budget. Even if you can't travel to another, let's closer. If you can't travel to another country, like, yeah, okay, it, you, there is travel deals and sites you can use and, and all these things to find ways to travel the world relatively cheap. Some people don't have the time to do it. Some people don't have, you know, the they might not have the funds to do it. Yeah. Flexibility with work. Just get up, going back to the point of just experiencing things and like it really just pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and what makes you feel comfortable and so to speak. Uh, it it's, tells you who you really are and it and it pushes you to a different like not say it pushes you to your limits but it it just kind of shows you what you're capable of because I think a lot of people myself included before I did the things that I did I did not feel like I was capable of doing them I was scared like you know you're scared to travel by yourself you're scared to run that race you're scared to climb that mountain but once you do it you realize that humans are capable for crazy things I mean I'm not super fit by any means but at the end of the day it's just it's doing stuff that pushes you and challenges you and it's that feeling that you can always go back to and. Yeah, man, I, I well, no, honestly... No, but even the idea is like, even if you fail, at least you tried. Yeah. You know, you, you learn something push, far. Yeah. There's absolutely nothing wrong with failing at something. No. But as long as you learn from it and you tried it, right? You know, it kind of brings us almost full circle back to this podcast. Like, yeah. We're doing something we've never done. Again, we could completely suck at this. It's probably going to suck. Hey, Sorry, you know, guys. Shout out to our family that's listening and our boys. Yeah, it's okay. It's only my Aunt Rose probably, <laughs> Elaine, Mom, and yeah. then the boys. <laughs> so, you know, we could suck at this, but at least we tried it, and we're going to stick with it, stepping out of our comfort zone, doing something we've never done, and that's it, right? It, it can help shape you. By do, sorry, by doing things you've never done, it can help shape you who you are as a person. And it makes a big difference because at least you can say you did it. And if it failed, at least you learned from it, right? Yeah. I think there's that quote, it's not a, it's not a oh, failure unless you didn't learn from it or something like that. You know what's funny? Where the heck did I hear that today? I heard that like an hour before you got over here. Really? Yeah. I. It's not, hold on. Okay, anyways, I can't, I'm not going to think of it. It might come to me, but I heard so it's, it's classic, not classic, like first maybe tattoo. It was a, no, maybe, it was a, maybe it was a boxing video I was watching earlier. I, was, I heard that today. It's That's one crazy. of those kind of quotes. Yeah. Right? It's, not, it's not a failure unless you didn't learn from it or something, right? So, you know, there's that famous Michael Jordan quote too. He missed, you know, he was trusted with the ball 26 times and he missed the final shot and, you know, he's missed over a thousand free throws, whatever. No, no way a thousand, but like, let's say a couple hundred free throws, but probably in his career what, he missed a thousand. Jordan played a lot of basketball, man. That's true. But, you know, it's like <laughs> Actually, by the end of it, not. that's what made him who he was and that's what yeah. made him the GOAT, right? So there's... Uh, there's so many things that people are scared to do because they're scared to fail. Or scared to fail or scared to scared to fail because people how they're gonna be perceived to yeah, people. Exactly. Like, scared to get rejected, scared to talk to that girl in the bar and get shut down, scared to you know, lose at the race, scared to you know, jump at an opportunity because yeah, what people but, are gonna think you honestly, I'm I, I can admit that I'm guilty of that. Not as much as I used to let this is all these things like we talked about that we've done in the past have helped push me out of that spot. But honestly, it's daunting at first and it but at the end of the day, most people are so preoccupied, like, nothing about it. Most people are so preoccupied with themselves, like, I'm more worried about what George is doing, that if somebody fails around you, 90% of the chance, 99%, they're going to forget about it. Like, no one's ever going to be like, hey, remember that time you failed? Exactly. No one's going to do that. Like, this podcast, for example, this is, again, probably going to suck, and it, or maybe, maybe not. But no one's going to come back and say, hey, remember that podcast you made that was terrible 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. I mean, our buddies probably will. Yeah, but at, <laughs> for at sure, DB, for sure, like, George is going to roast us. Who cares, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you care about what you, like, 
at the end of the day, when you go to bed at night and you close your eyes, you're by yourself. Yeah. yeah there's no one's judging you when you're sleeping, when you close your eyes at night. And that's one thing I learned a long time ago that it doesn't matter what people think because I, I got to give you credit for well, that. Yeah. yeah when I go to bed at night, I literally don't care about anybody else's opinions. I care about myself because I'm the person that's got to sleep with in my head. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it, it's tough to think about that sometimes. And I think there's a fine line between not caring at all about other people think. Yeah. And then, you know, you want to care about what you think and then also respect what the people close to you. That's, think about yeah, you, that's right? it. You know, your friends, your family, your people in your relationships, you care what they think because you don't want to hurt them by your actions and not being yeah. too selfish or something. But at the end of the day, go out, take chances, take risks. If you fail, nobody's like sitting there watching you, judging you. Those who and those who are are the ones you don't have to worry about. Yeah, those, those, those are the people ones that are don't just gonna, want they're, gonna, life, they're right? just trying to find people to fail so they can make themselves feel better about themselves. You want to see people not succeed because you're not trying new things too. So, man, yeah. Well, I, there's, there's that another. I hate to here, throw man, out how many quotes? So many hot takes. <laughs> Right. No, but these are for sure not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find them all and I'm gonna post them all for sure. But okay. there's that thing. It's uh, if you're the most successful person in the room, you're in the wrong in the room. Wrong room. If you're right? the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah, exactly. Right? Very, I don't know which one's accurate, but that's a very like generic quote. Yeah, but it's so true when you think about it. Like, I don't want to be the, the smartest person in the room, the most successful, because I want to strive to be better. And every day you wake up, you should try and be a better person, whether it's you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, whether it's working a little bit harder, yeah. working on your your health, working on your career, whatever it is, you should always strive to be better than you were yesterday. Yeah, I agree. You should, yeah, you just, at the, you just gotta, oh yeah, man, I can't even, I think we're going back to like, yeah, or keep going back to the same thing. At the end of the day, you just gotta keep doing things that push you, motivate you, give you that feeling that you accomplished something and, you know, try new things. Don't be scared. I mean, we're trying this podcast and, yeah. You know, I, and it's I, not going to suck because we're going to work <laughs> hard at it. And we're going to be, every episode is going to be better than the last one. And yeah. And I think we're nearing that point now where we kind of touched on the topics. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we didn't really have a, a format for this. We're just no, talking we just about new year, new us, two pals talking. <laughs> new year, same us. <laughs> new year, same us. No, but no. to wrap it up, honestly, I think some of the points we touched upon, you know, get out of your comfort zone, try new things. If, you know, new year's resolutions, stick with them. Rome wasn't built. In a day. In a day. <laughs> Did you so, actually not know that? Like, I, I can't remember I, if it was overnight or like in signaling a day. to I me. I thought, I thought he was like setting me up where he actually forgot. <laughs> so, yeah, just try new things. And uh, just at the end of the day, if it's a New Year's resolution or it's travel goals, goals in your life, try and do better than you did yesterday. And that's it. That's 1% it. better. Good, yeah. 1% better a day compounds. It's not 1%, 1%, 1%. I can't do math very well, but it compounds <laughs> day by day. So it's not you're going to be 365% better the other year. It'll be a lot more than that. Uh, I'll end it at that before I embarrass myself with any math. But yeah, I mean, hey, pal, this was honestly a lot of fun. Yeah. It wasn't as like, a, I was a little bit timid at first. But anyways, it, you know it what, was guys, fun. It was a lot of fun. For anybody listening, we appreciate it. If you share this, uh, the Pals Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. If you enjoyed it, even feedback. you know, Leave a review. Leave a re Google reviews. Yeah. Um, we're going to be doing this each week, at least for the foreseeable future. It's a yeah. year's resolution. Practice what you preach. So if you've got any tips, if we suck, tell us we suck, but in a nice way because we are. <laughs> I might care what you think if you're a friend of mine. So uh, any constructive criticism is greatly appreciated. And uh, if you enjoyed it, share it with your friends, family. Yeah, and, leave uh, a like, yeah. leave a star, iTunes. Whatever. I don't know what Google's, they what I, they what they say, but yeah, leave a review, do something. But yeah, I think I think let's wrap it up yeah. there. Thanks for listening, and uh, again, here's your host Ricky Liorti and George Butzales signing off. Thanks, pal. Thanks, pal. <laughs>